Fritz, welcome to the Leadership Dynamics Podcast. We're excited to bring you the tools and resources used by dynamic, high-performing leaders to communicate effectively, grow their influence, and take their companies to the next level. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Leadership Dynamics. Mm-hmm. So, so a minute. Yeah. What's been going on with you? Well, I'm going on a race across America, or RAM, yes, to, you are. Uh, for a fundraiser for veterans and their families. So that's going to be fun. Unfortunately, I'll be out of the office with you for a couple of weeks, but um, it's going to be fun. A different take on leadership working with multiple personalities and groups um, in a space where we can't retreat. We can't leave. Um, sleep deprivation, food deprivation, <laughs> living out of a van. Um, it's going to be really interesting. And even though we're going with a lot of people that are game changers in the industry of coaching or sports or nutrition, um, some are veterans, some are civilians. It's going to be super fun. Um, but you've got your own thing that you're doing right now. And yes. I want to talk about that. <laughs> so I took a position with one of the high schools in a different district than what we live in. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm coaching high school football. And the reason I bring that up is because there's so many lessons in leadership that are no different than what I am using on the football field. Yep. I mean, the team is no different than a team in a business. And our coaching staff is no different than executive coaching staff. Right. So I'm just going to give a real, can I go into history a little you bit? You can, absolutely. So when I was a kid, I played basketball and it was the bicentennial year. So I'm going to age myself here. It was 1976. <laughs> and I had this coach who was not very good. He kind of took the human out of everything. Mm-hmm. So... His coaching style was um, not to be desired, at least for me. And I was dehumanized and criticized, not from a sport angle or level, but actually from a human. So he attacked my human character, not just my play. Mm-hmm. And it was such an awful experience for me. And that's that has stuck with me through coaching sports the last 14, 16 years, whatever it's been. Um, because I understand how that felt and the fact that I'm 54 years old and I still carry that with me. And I can still feel that. Yeah. So I never wanted a kid to ever feel that. So when I coach on the field, I make sure that, you know, there's a level of responsibility that I take because I understand I don't know what kid I'm going to touch or and impact their life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kid has the family life or home life that is lacking a father figure or a role model. Right. I don't know. So it's my responsibility to show up every single day 
and give them my all mm -hmm. and fight for these kids not knowing which one. Yeah, yeah. But it's only fair to treat them all with the respect and the honor that they deserve. Yeah. Because they're showing up. And just to show up sometimes <clears throat> is a lot. Yeah. I mean, we have kids that can't even afford cleats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think about this. If you're in the leadership role, whether it's executive team or, or mid-level, and you're in a leadership role, how are you showing up? Are you showing up not knowing which one of the people on your team or your staff or your employees that you're going to impact their life? You're that role model they never had. Mm -hmm. Or are you judging? And are you, are you blasting their character or are you making judgments based on their actions or their language? or their thoughts because they didn't have that role model. They didn't have that coach that stepped up and took the responsibility, the real responsibility it takes to coach youth sports, not just teach skills. There's so many life lessons that are yeah. taught on the basketball court, the soccer field, the baseball diamond, the track field, the football field, whatever sport it is. There is so many life lessons taught in that. And if you didn't have the right coach for that, and now you're working a job, and you wind up with the same kind of leadership <laughs> there, you know, we have responsibilities as leaders. It's not just a position you worked your ass off for, and now you hold it, and you're like, look at me, I got my new name tag that has a power position put on it. Right. No. There is a freaking responsibility that we have to take as a leader. We have people's lives in our hands mm -hmm. because you are affecting them on a mental level, yeah. on an emotional level. And it's not, you can't tell people, oh, you just gotta leave that stuff at the threshold. Don't bring it to work. You, well, how many kids, even now, and you've only been with them a short time, have you started to see that there's, you know, when they're having a mental block on the field, it has nothing to do with the sport that they're playing. Correct. It's 100% it's what they've been brought up to believe, their own self-doubt, the shame that they might be giving themselves because they think that they're not fill-in-the-blank good at this, that, and the other, or they're not as, you know, they're not as gifted in the sport as Johnny is, or, you know, <clears throat> and now to add a whole nother layer to it that you just told me about this morning was that now you have young women that are playing football. Mm -hmm. So whether we personally like it or not, I have my own perspective of what I think about sports and military, and I can speak to that because I've been in it right. on both sides. Um, there's a whole nother mental game that's played there, especially with young men who are trying to figure out their own masculinity. Mm -hmm. And so now the responsibility, don't think for one second that just because we're talking about football and sports, that this doesn't translate into the boardroom. Oh, it absolutely does. So if you're 
you know, speaking to co-founders and executive teams, that's, that's our niche. That's where we're at. That's who we speak to. That's who we liberate. <clears throat> if you're walking into a room, like Fritz said before, with an expectation or the lack of communication or you're judging somebody coming in the room because they come in with a different attitude than yours, remember that everybody's reality is different. Yep. And there is no one reality. Because everybody's experiences are different. Yes. And everybody internalizes those experiences different. Right. And everybody looks at them and their perception and their feelings and their thoughts and their language around that mm -hmm. is all different. Yep. Doesn't make it right or wrong. That, you know, I, I have a school of thought and there are situations where things are black and white. Absolutely. If I come up to somebody and I say, hey, did you just punch that person in the face? Well, not really. No, you either did or you didn't. <laughs> that uh -huh. is a black and white situation. Right. I'm not saying that there's gray, mm -hmm. but I definitely don't think that there should be a right and a wrong when it comes to language, when it comes to thoughts, when it comes to life, when it comes to relationships. Is it really right and wrong? And we'll attack this in the next podcast. So mm -hmm. remember this for mm -hmm. the next one, because we're going to attack that right and wrong. Okay. But and I, and we'll get into that school of thought. So if you want to continue this thought process <laughs> with us and understand where I'm going with this, you'll just have to tune into the next episode. To the next one. Yeah. yeah. But let's finish up the coaching and and the boardroom and and the correlation, because you're military, I'm sports. Yep. And there, we talk the same language. Yeah. We have the same understanding because mm -hmm. it was a mental game, mm -hmm. not a physical. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you crawled through dirt and were carrying a weapon and had fun shooting stuff. And I was catching footballs and wiping out players that were carrying balls. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were both destroying things. Right. And, and, but... I had some really good coaches mm -hmm. through my sports. I really only had that one bad coach. Yeah. And, and I didn't care for, I mean, I, I can appreciate the game and I can appreciate the fans of basketball. Yeah. It's not a sport I seek out or purposely watch. And it's because of my experience. And it's not be, that I'm being judgmental. It's just because of that experience. Mm -hmm. But I can appreciate it. Yeah. Like I watched the movie with Adam Sandler mm -hmm. last night, the new one. Yes. I, f I already forget the name of it. But it's all <laughs> about basketball. Yeah. But the lessons in it mm -hmm. were so profound. Yeah, I just came across that movie the other day, and I remember somebody saying that it was really amazing. Worth watching. Um, so to add to your basketball piece of that and, and realizing that, We'll try to tie this together between adult leadership and, and high school sports, or for, in your instance, semi-pro football. How many parallels we draw to leading people based on our athletics or whether we were in band or we were in chess club or, you know, the science club or whatever you were in, every one of us has an experience that made us who we are, even if we don't. Mm -hmm 
think about it. It's not a it's not an upfront thought when we right. go into these spaces. But when you were talking about basketball, I went from eighth grade living out, you know, in a totally different state. We were state champs. I was the tallest girl on the team, which says a lot because I'm only five five. Wow. <laughs> but you know, eighth grade, everybody's short, right? Right. But I was so excited because I was a forward and I loved playing basketball because I grew up in the middle of the desert. We didn't have anything else to do. Fast forward my freshman year, I moved to a totally different state where they are, you know, class A school. They they win everything. And I got onto the team only because there was only one day left of the summer and they just needed more players. And I was excited and I realized really quick that I was now the shortest person on the team. So I went from being a forward to being a guard, which is not where I was the most comfortable, but it's a skill, right? right. We're, we're not, we don't, we're not born to play guard. You ha it's a skill you have to yes. develop. And the first couple of games, I got some really good fouls. I got the ball back, I got some turnovers, and my coach came over and screamed at me in front of everybody that, you know, questioning what I was doing and what my point was, and I got railed at practice, and I turned in my jersey because I had such a crappy experience with a coach who didn't know me, never tried to take the time to understand my frustration, um, didn't introduce me to any of the other players. Like it, there was no welcome feeling right. of what my past was and what I brought to the table. Maybe he wouldn't have put me in as a guard. Maybe I would have been something else. Um, but I carry that to this point because I still to this day haven't played um, basketball like as a team with other people. I just haven't played ever since then. And that was 1992. Yeah, the so last time. think about how so. experiences. Yeah. Those there's experiences in our life which create key decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and who knows? That may have been a seed, a little tiny seed, that long ago that planted that shame yeah. in me. That where my own self-preservation started to come in because I tried out for two other sports, and um, one of them I didn't approach in the most serious way which was cheerleading because I always made fun of cheerleaders. And then I got varsity and then I tried out for softball. And because I didn't show up like with my game face on all the time because I was really good shortstop, I goofed around a lot, but I always caught the ball. That's not what the coach wanted. He wanted people that were going to go to state and win, period, because there's money on the line. Right. So again, I have another crappy coach who never took the time to get to know any of us it was, have you ever played softball before and did you play last year? And we're going to have tryouts all week, so you better show up and play at your best. Did you know who you were at 15, 16 years old? No. 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 And so I think it's so cool that you now have the opportunity with all of your experience with stepping away from football for how long? How long have you been out? Man, I haven't coached since 2008. Okay. So 14 years. Well, football. So I, I did coach some baseball and some soccer okay. with my kids' sports. Okay. So there might have been one or two seasons sure. in there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, technically since 2008, 2010. And how amazing is it that you now get to not only coach what you love, which you played mm -hmm. professionally, <clears throat> and now you get to be able to come in and actually bring a whole new layer to these kids. Yep. 
solely because we were a part of, a, of an entrepreneurial kind of incubator program that spoke to leadership in the schools. Yep. And that yeah. bridged another aspect of what Rewired Dynamics can provide, which is the leadership and you just happen to have that coaching experience on the field too. Right. And, and the, the key to all of that is that you and I have our business in a position and you and I have gone through a journey ourselves so that our eyes are wide open mm -hmm. to understand opportunities that cross our path. And our and listeners our, should too. And we, so we can take advantage and take note and see and walk through those and take them on. Yeah. Yeah. Where before, I know for me, there were times in my life I would not have been aware of opportunities that were showing their face mm -hmm. because I was too busy in a space that I really had no business being in. Speaking from a negative standpoint. Yeah, that you that you were miserable being yeah, in. Yeah, I was miserable. My belief system was high of what it, life shouldn't be. Right. My focus was different. You know, there's just, because we, we evolve in life. There's there's evolutions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And But, you know, that takes us right down to the know yourself, the lead yourself tool, and why that tool is so important in the reality triangle. But I think we've covered enough today. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta go on to the, some. We gotta go on to the next one. Yeah, so <laughs> make sure you tune into the next episode because we're gonna talk about right and wrong. Yep. And it might get interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. It might get a little spicy. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, we love you guys and we'll see you next one. on this topic or other leadership tools and resources, visit our website at rewireddynamics.com.